0: Beatrice spills the beans on codependency is a codependency recovery, emotional awareness and exploration podcast. <laughs> B is a mom, social worker and recovering codependent, creating a space for like-minded people who have similar experiences to help empower and cheer each other on. Join B on her journey with emotional exploration. Hey, friends. Welcome to another month with me. It's B. I am, like always, super excited to be here for another month. And I feel like today it's really weird because I want to say that today's a lighter subject than last month, which it is for me, but it's not really a light subject. Let's be honest, I'm not really the light subject kind of gal. Just doesn't really happen when talking about codependency and All the intricacies of it. So, here's to an episode that is lighter than last month, but not very light at all. Today's episode is on hashtag love bombing. We are going to talk about what love bombing is, 10 signs of a love bomber, things to pay attention to with yourself when in a new relationship. The difference between a healthy relationship and an unhealthy relationship, things to look for that are signs of an abusive relationship, and we're going to talk about things you can do in a situation where you feel like love bombing is occurring, and last but not least, things you can do if you want to get out of a toxic relationship. So with that, let's get started. Let's start with the definition of love bombing. Love bombing is when a person overwhelms you with loving words, actions, or behaviors as a manipulation technique. So, we're going to jump right into 10 signs of a love bomber. The first sign is saying, I love you, it comes easily and quickly to them. This is a red flag that feelings are not genuine. If someone is telling you that they love you within Well, my experience, the first two weeks of a relationship, that is most likely not a genuine feeling and it's something that they're saying to get somewhere or to get to the next milestone in a relationship or to break down the walls as fast as they can. I think that it's always a red flag when people are trying to make instant connections and not trying to make genuine connections that build over time. The second sign of a love bomber is over-the-top or constant compliments. Some common phrases that people use that are love bombers are, I love everything about you. I've never met anyone as perfect as you. You're the only person I want to spend time with. And we're talking about people making these comments very quickly and early on in a relationship. The third sign is that they rush through relationship milestones, kind of like I was, what I was saying in the first and second, and they want a commitment instantly. For example, they mention moving in together or marriage very early on. They often pressure you into making big plans and rushing into things. So oftentimes they might try to start planning things ahead, like buying tickets to a concert six months from now when you've only been dating for two weeks and it's like how do you know that we're going to be together six months from now or like I said talking about moving in together or getting married in my experience with my ex my husband he told me he loved me within the first couple weeks and on our second date he told me that we were going to get married and he didn't even ask me. It was just he told me that that was the case that he was madly in love with me and he was going to marry me. Number four, they shower you with gifts. It's common for love bombers to take gift giving to the next level, buying plane tickets for an extravagant vacation very early on, or sending lavish gifts to your work, such as multiple bouquets of flowers. Or just going above and beyond what you would normally expect from someone. Not that you'd even expect it, but just it's like really above and beyond. Oftentimes, gift giving is a way to manipulate a person into thinking that they owe the love bomb or something. Especially with vacations or if they buy you a phone, you could find yourself really feeling guilty that since they bought you a brand new phone that you need to keep in communication on a level that you might not, if they didn't buy you the phone, you feel guilty if you're not constantly responding to them when they want you to. Or just feeling like you owe them your time and attention and that they're going above and beyond for you. So you need to go above and beyond in other ways that you can. The fifth sign is that they overwhelm you with texts and phone calls. This kind of goes with what I was saying about Than buying you a phone. It's normal for communication to be consistent in the beginning of a relationship but if it's one-sided and they're contacting you every hour that's a red flag and get the gift giving and that goes hand in hand the feeling that you need to be connecting and contacting with them at an excessive rate like right from the beginning is a red flag. The sixth sign is that they try to convince you that you're soulmates. They tell you that God told them you were destined to meet, that they prayed for you. Some other things they might say are, we were born to be together. It's fate that we met. You understand me more than anything. We're soulmates. The one that I got was, you're the only person in the world that understands me. You're the only person in the world that loves me the way that I've been looking for my whole life. Number seven, they want your undivided attention. When the focus is not on them, they may become angry or start pouting. They even might refuse to leave when you say that you need to go to bed because you have to work early in the morning or you have some type of deadline you need to meet or you have plans the next day. Or they might even try to get you to change your plans Or prolong the plans you have with them to mess up the plans that you have with someone else. The eighth sign is that they are overly needy. No matter how much time and attention you give, it never seems to be enough. If you are canceling plans with friends or feel obligated to answer phone calls due to guilt, that is a red flag. The ninth sign is that you are overwhelmed by their intensity. They are always charming and they're always on when they're with you. It seems too good to be true. True love has its ups and downs, but it's respectful and not overbearing. And the 10th sign is that they get upset when you set boundaries. When you ask them to slow down and they continue to manipulate you to get what they want. People who are love bombers really don't do well with boundaries. Like that's a huge thing is they don't give you boundary of space, the boundary of taking your time seriously. It's a lot of trying to put on this facade so that you love them or feel that indebted to them so that they can use that to their advantage later in a relationship. Love bombing is like a tidal wave of love and affection and they expect you to accept it all. Love bombers would take it very offensively if you don't move at the pace they want to move at when they want to move and where they want to move. Being love bomb is an early sign that you are dating an abuser and a red flag for further abuse down the road, which could include potential emotional and physical violence. 99% of the articles I read about love bombing while researching for this episode talked about how Love bombing was a trait that narcissistic people use. And I just like to remind people, I know that narcissism is real. I, for the longest time, used to say my ex-husband was a narcissist. And there's a huge part of me that still believes that. But my problem with narcissism is that it's a spectrum. And a lot of people can identify with narcissism to a degree. And so just blanket statement, calling people narcissists and saying that this is just behaviors of narcissists makes it really hard for me. Like, I think it's like almost an overuse statement. Narcissism is a true personality disorder. Yes, I believe that there are people with high amounts of narcissistic traits that have been in my past, but I am very careful to label people as narcissists or not. When I talk about love bombing, I'm not going to just put it in a box with narcissism. I think that manipulative people use love bombing as a tool to get what they want or to create relationships the way they want or to trap people into relationships. That's just my feeling. Like, I'm not gonna say it's just a person with narcissistic personality disorder uses love bombing as a tactic. So let's talk about things to pay attention to with yourself when in a new relationship. Do you feel overwhelmed by the attention? Are you not given the space to process your own feelings? Is your gut intuition giving you a pause about pursuing the relationship with the person? Just a side note, the thing I regret the most about my first marriage and my abusive relationship was not listening to my gut. From the start, I knew that I was going against my gut and it just ate me up that whole five years. And I'm just here to say, if your gut is telling you that something's off, something's off and listen to it. Trust yourself, love yourself enough to listen to your intuition and to know that your intuition is looking out for you. It is your little Jiminy Cricket. That is, let your conscience be your guide. My parents always told me that growing up. Let your conscience be your guide. Do you feel criticized or small within the relationship? Do you feel a sense of autonomy within the relationship? Are you starting not to trust yourself? Do your boundaries feel violated regularly? Not all acts of affection and gift-giving is love-bombing. In a healthy relationship, both partners will consent to the pace of the relationship and will build slowly over time. In a healthy relationship, there is equal respect, trust, and honesty. You can enjoy spending time away from each other. Choices are mutual. Each person feels like an equal partner. In an unhealthy relationship, there is typically an imbalance of power. Things to look for that are signs of an abusive relationship. Controlling behaviors. Isolating you from friends or family. Feeling entitled to all of your social media accounts, phone, or conversations with others. Accusing you of cheating and then having you prove your trustworthiness. Gaslighting you. Stay tuned. That will be an episode down the road. Love bombing is a red flag because of the manipulative self-absorbed nature of the underlying dynamics. If you think you are involved in a relationship where love bombing is occurring, try taking a few steps back and to gain an objective perspective. Try taking a few steps back to gain an objective perspective. So here are some things that you can do if you feel like you may be in a toxic relationship or involved in a situation where someone's love bombing you. Journal about your concerns and any red flags that arise. Talk with a trusted friend or therapist about your experience. If you feel safe or that you're capable of talking to the person you're dating about the concerns, do so. An abusive love bomber will most likely explode or throw a tantrum when confronted. The person's response can tell you a lot about the situation. It's very unlikely that any amount of communication will change the dynamics of the relationship. So it's just best to keep an objective perspective and to decide if you want to stay in that relationship or not. The devastating part of love bombing is when the love bomber removes their manipulative tactics and the victim keeps their devotion and affection the same. It can lead to panic, desperation, depression, fear, and anxiety for the victim. Oftentimes the victim being love bomb will act out in desperation to return to the pedestal they were once on. A lot of times, people stay in abusive relationships because they fantasize about the way things were. And especially with codependent people, they think that they can get that person to be happy again. And it's the things that they're doing that to get them back to the way their relationship once was. And they spend a lot of time dreaming about how it was in the beginning instead of being in the reality of the now. So that's why love bombing works so well, especially for codependent people, for them to be victims of an abusive relationship because they give them everything they ever wanted in the beginning. And then when that gets taken away because the abuser starts showing their true colors and the true side of them of being a selfish person, the codependent or the victim of love bombing often thinks that it's something that they did that changed the dynamics. And so then they work 10 times harder to, like I said, get themselves back on the pedestal or to get that affection back. Whereas in reality, it was just a tactic to get that person hooked. The greatest thing about codependency for me is the loyalty. And once you gain the love of someone who's codependent, you find someone who's pretty darn loyal and going to stick through things through thick or thin, whether it's to their detriment or not. And so love bombing is such a manipulative tactic that works so well with codependent people because it's so common to fantasize about how things were and how to get back to that. Even with people who have addiction issues and they spiral out of control. People stick by them because they think that they're in the hopes that they're going to go back to who they were before their addiction spiraled out of control. Some resources you can utilize if you decide to leave your relationship and need support are loveisrespect.org, which has 24-hour, 7-days-a-week support for anyone experiencing dating abuse. And also looking into domestic violence organizations in your area. Could be really helpful of getting support and counseling that you may need to figure out how to get out of your toxic situation. All right, guys, this month was a little bit of a shorter episode, but I just really have had some people reach out and talk about their experiences with love bombing or. Sharing their experiences in codependent relationships. And it really made me think that I should just do a short episode on what love bombing is. And I didn't get much into detail of my stories, but I just wanted to give the facts on what love bombing is. And I did experience it to a degree. I did not date someone who was into gift giving, but the trying to rush through relationship milestones and trying to move quickly through our relationship the complimenting me all the time making me feel like I was the only person in the world that could love and understand my significant other was a big tactic so the emotional love bombing was definitely happening in the beginning of my relationship and just making me feel like I was the only person in the world that could make them feel the way I did. And a lot of it was the feeling of like, they couldn't live without me. That if I ever were to get the strength to leave, like they would commit suicide because they couldn't live without me being with them. And that was a big part of the manipulation that played a part with me staying in a relationship that wasn't healthy for me. And... It's really scary to me when people get into relationships and they are, like, within weeks, it seems like they're at a level of someone who's been together for five years. And it just makes me nervous for how that's going to play out. Not everyone takes it super slow, and not everybody who doesn't take it slow is unhealthy. But I think that when people jump in and really try to move things very quickly, that it's a red flag and it's something that should be looked at. Another thing that really bothered me was that like my ex didn't ever want to use protection and that that was like a big thing that he pushed and that was like a something that was not respecting my boundaries. I wasn't able to have that boundary without being guilted and manipulated And I think that a lot of times people try to trap people by getting them pregnant. And I thank God every day that I did not get pregnant with him. But I do feel like that's a tactic. I feel like when abusers feel like their significant others are going to leave and like they already have kids together, they try to push for another one because they know that it's harder. Like the more kids they have, the more indebted they are. It's just like this whole cycle that is something that I think it's easy not to see because in the beginning things are so exciting and infatuating. The oxytocin that is pumping through us when we're getting to know someone really puts the blinders on. Biologically speaking, the blinders are on by the chemicals that are being produced in our body and the excitement of someone new and the excitement of someone treating us the way we've always dreamed of. But there's... Just especially for codependent people, we just have to be extra careful about what we're attracting and what type of relationship we're getting ourselves into. And like I said, if you find yourself in a situation where you feel like you're being love bombed, please reach out to support in your area. Talk to a trusted friend. Talk to a therapist. Just get some guidance on how to navigate that situation. And always just look out for yourself. Love yourself. And trust your Jiminy Cricket. Trust your instinct. It's always worth it. Follow your gut. Love you guys. I love you so much. I hope that you have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And just remember, holidays are rough, especially if you're listening to this podcast. Chances are you have some history with interesting family dynamics and take some extra time for self-care. If you need to leave dinner a little early, do it. If you need to have Thanksgiving with just your immediate family and there's certain toxic people that you can't be around this year, that's okay too. Sometimes a little bit of distance goes a long way. Speaking of, I do a lot of opening up about my relationship with my loved ones on this podcast and I have gone through quite a few years of setting boundaries with my dad and things not being that great between us and just awkwardness. And I just wanted to give a little update that I feel like, and I know not to get my hopes up, but I do feel like my boundary setting has really been paying off. My dad has been coming up to visit when my mom comes which hasn't happened in a long time. And it's just been really nice. Like he's just been on his best behavior. And he is putting in the effort that he can. He is a very, speaking, I don't know if this is love bombing, but he's a very thoughtful gift giver. And he gave me a necklace that he carved, a butterfly necklace that he carved for me. And it was very sweet. And he's just putting in an effort, and I appreciate that. And I think that sometimes I get, or anybody, you know, we get stuck on the negative things, and it's easy to focus on that and not, like, see the whole picture. I don't expect things to be perfect. I don't expect to have the relationship that I used to have before I went through my journey and learned about what's healthy and what's not. But I do appreciate the good times. And I think that there should be some hope for people who set boundaries and feel like they're losing. You know, I mean, for the longest time, I thought that I had to be exactly what everyone else wanted to get the relationships that I want. But sometimes loving yourself and setting those boundaries, even though they're uncomfortable and awkward and they take time to develop and there's a lot of pushback, they really can be rewarding in the long run. And you can have relationships with people that used to be toxic for you with the right boundaries. You can have a relationship that's healthy for you. It most likely won't be the same as it was, but... I'm here to say for me, it's better because it's on my terms and I have the boundaries and the knowledge and the tools to keep myself at a distance where I'm not going to get hurt, but I can still have the benefits and like, you don't have to always just write people off. My ex-husband definitely had to write him off, but sometimes you can't, write off people and that's okay too like you can set boundaries and make it work so yeah and just a little update on where things are and you know if things change I'll definitely update you again I think that it's important to talk about the whole person we all have our flaws and we all have our positive attributes and I do have the fear that at some point in my life my dad will listen To this podcast and be appalled by what he hears but I share because it's my truth and it's it's my story and there's power in telling your story and speaking of I've been loving the stories that you all have been sharing with me and I encourage you to keep that up I just love hearing from you guys and I would love to hear more from you And again, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you relate to anything in this podcast and you would love to just make my day, it would be awesome if you went to Apple Podcasts and wrote a review for the podcast. It's super helpful. That's what gets me out there and gets other people to recognize my podcast is through reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions and comments for me directly, you can DM me at Beatrice underscore spills the beans on Instagram or at codependency at BeatriceSpillsTheBeans.com. I am so thankful for my listeners. I love you guys so much. I appreciate all the DMs I get and all of the personal messages of how this podcast is helping you. Sometimes when I'm in this little closet, I don't know if it's making a difference, but I can say that it's very therapeutic for me and I'm going to keep doing it because I am fulfilled by it. I just love your guys' support so much. And like I said, if you could write a review. That would be super helpful. And just remember, awareness sparks growth, my friends.